Hello and welcome to the 264th episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared. To my left is... Eric. David. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. Guys, today on the show, we're going to give a brief rundown of what we've been watching in the week. Uh, I think our lives are all, all getting very busy because I've noticed a, a trend a lot lately that not many of us have something to bring to the table. I tell you what, I used to watch a lot more TV before COVID, and now that I can watch all this TV, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I think we all did the same thing. We we became gluttons on it, streamed a bunch of stuff, and then at some point you're like, yeah, I just want to go outside the house. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, for me, it's just video games bau with you eric it's video games and it's watching <laughs> video games on the old twitch i video games are usually regulated to my vacations it is modern video games are not good at the 20 mm. to 30 minute windows i have are modern video games not good at those windows or is jared not good at modern video games that may be true but I, the, I, beat, harder. I have beat many more games than Eric ever has. Yes, with a lot of lives. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> hey, is it my fault that continues. they give you uh, infinite extra lives installed now? Yeah. I remember uh, coming over one time. Uh, which, Grand, which Theft Grand Theft Auto, Auto? 5 was on it, the Xbox 360. That's how long ago that was. Uh, Jared was playing Grand <laughs> Theft Auto, and I just happened to see him trying to beat this checkpoint, and it kept... <laughs> going on tough like, game tough you, game you could yeah, tell it's not like, an easy one i wasn't com commentating on it or like you know make like making fun of him or anything but like he kept looking more and more nervous and agitated that i was watching him fail this checkpoint over i'm not and used over. to people seeing me play video games i was like so is this what it's normally like when when you play games or jerseys did he keep on playing the same cutscene over and over and over again i just kept i have some something with it's a like boat. a water-based yeah thing it was something I, with a boat i yeah. couldn't remember exactly what it was all right listen so, we're going to be doing Jurassic Park 3, so if you've not seen Jurassic Park 3, tune out, go watch it on Netflix, come back after you're done. Spoiler-filled uh, review. Spoiler-filled review, and then also the spoiler policy on this one, I will restate it again because we're doing a sequel. Anything in Jurassic Park 1 and in The Lost World Jurassic Park, so stupid that they called it that. But at least you got it right this time. I did. Because uh, Eric called it out in the podcast description. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you noticed that. I read it every time. Wait, were we supposed to watch Jurassic Park 3? Mm-hmm. Because I watched Jurassic Park III. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the same? Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> That's still better aye, than aye, the Lost aye. World uh, Jurassic <laughs> Park. Yes. All right. So anything in those two movies is uh, free game as far as spoilers. We still won't really go into or talk about any spoilers with any of the Jurassic World franchise. Uh, uh, we'll talk about one spoiler. They suck. Eh, I like the first one. Yeah, I well, never got around to the second one, though. I heard um, Jeff Goldblum's part was huge in that second movie. Oh, I didn't I even know. I, I know nothing about the second one. It was 30 it, it, seconds. Yeah, the scene in the trailer. That's the only scene. I don't even know. I, I don't <laughs> even remember no the part. trailer yeah. for Fallen Kingdom. So oh, yeah. I don't know. All right. So listen, uh, anything. Uh, I guess that was even a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After I just said there was no spoilers, I kind of spoiled. Dra something. All right, well, yeah, survives. you just spoiled something from a movie you haven't seen. That's true. Yeah. So. Wow. That's awesome. It can't be spoiled if it's in the trailer. Yeah, that's true. So anything in Jurassic Park 1, 2, and then obviously 3, since that's the one we're reviewing. Uh, with that in mind, let's talk about some things that we've been watching this week. Uh, Dave, I think you're the only person that had something. What yeah, did you watch this Yeah, I just week? watched one thing, and I really enjoyed it. I watched the Peter Butter Falcon. It is a Shia LaBeouf movie. Yeah. 
Uh, he will not divide us, Dave. I know. I know he won't. And okay. We, you're getting political. But Shia Buff will unite us. Hmm. He will not. <laughs> I tell you what, besides he Transformer movies, movies, man. Name a movie that you don't like, Fizz. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Indiana Jones 4. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, okay. I'm sorry, I forgot that one. So, <laughs> besides that. But that's also a Harrison Ford movie. It's mm. a lot of people's movie. You, okay. you're, you can't okay. hold it against the one. Person. Eagle Eye. Uh, I, Gosh, I didn't actually. It, stop it. I don't know if I actually <laughs> saw me seem like a fool. Suburbia. I never saw Suburbia. But but you can also Transformers name. One. Well, like, we I, I told you no Transformer three. movies. Oh, he said, he said no Transformers right. movies. But Jared, hmm. you got to admit he can. He he has some good movies that he acts pretty darn good into. Um, Nymphomaniac. Is that, is that a bad one or a good yeah, one? No, part one or good. part two? Oh, he is in that. part one. I well, believe. here, I'm going to start throwing out some good movies that he's in. All right. Fury. iRobot. iRobot? Yeah. He has a part in iRobot. Wow. I had no idea. Don't you like that. holes, Jared? Don't hold. You know, I've yeah. never seen it. Oh, I I've like always holes. wanted to. That's one of those. I, I keep meaning to read that book. No, Nick It's kind of one of those. It's like everybody's read that book. I've never read that book. So I I keep meaning to read the book and then watch the movie, but I've not. But Honey uh, this, Boy. Hey. Honey Boy. I don't, I don't know Honey Boy, but that didn't look good. No, Shia LaBeouf is good. not on very trial good. here, okay? I just he will not divide us. I'm just saying. All right. We're talking about the Peanut Butter Falcon. All right. That was a great movie. I Where'd you watch it. this song? Uh, this was on Amazon. No, no, no. Hulu. Sorry, it's on Hulu. Gotcha. Um, And... Uh, th- the best way, like, somebody described it as a modern-day Huck Finn, mm-hmm. and I can kind of see that. It, it's uh, it's about a guy with Down syndrome okay. that is forced, he was uh, given to the state, and basically he's forced to live in a nursing home, even though he's only in his early 20s. So he decides to escape the nursing home and finds... Spoilers! It's the first five minutes. All right. And find friendship in Shia LaBeouf, and they both sail down the river to a wrestling, uh, professional wrestling school. Boy, Hollywood just keeps turning out the same old story, huh? <laughs> it's fantastic. There's a lot of twists and turns. Very, very good movie. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like that Shia LaBeouf. All right. I do. Well, you don't have to watch it, but if you want to, you have my Hulu account, so go ahead. That's true. Don't let your dreams be memes. Hmm. Good, good, uh, good joke right there. Eric, have you been watching anything that's not Twitch? I don't like how dismissive you were against <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, and I don't like how dismissive you were against Twitch. Mm. Do it. No, I've been watching a lot of Twitch. Fair enough. Uh, I've been reading a lot, so a little bit of YouTube. Mm. Is that it? You guys don't have anything to watch? Not that I know. Oh, of. I mean, I I've watched probably more hours of anything that you watched, but it just doesn't count because it was Twitch. Well, since we have nothing to talk about, then I guess I should bring up that it's the cue it up pop quiz. All right, all right. I got three questions for. Oh, can shut you, up! Stop. Can you pop me with a gun in my forehead <laughs> right now, please? Do I, I win three? anything? Uh, sure. I got. I don't know something. Wait, are, you, are we getting a quiz? Really? Yeah. I got three questions for Why you guys you get about a quiz Jurassic when it was Park. Nine p.m. Because I knew you guys didn't watch anything, so I thought I would fill in the time with some, with three questions. And this is on Jurassic Park one or three? Uh, the whole, all the movies, and only with one, two, and three. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. No. No lost. How many questions? Just three each, or nope. Just buzz in if you know the answer. 
So it just go beep. Oh, this is this is not as well planned as uh, episode two hundred. No, it's definitely no, not. it's not. But all right, we're gonna have fun I'm ga- anyway. I'm game. All he right. will not divide us. So, question one, <laughs> and it's you both get to guess. It's who was ever closer. All right. How many dinosaurs appear in the Jurassic Park movie franchises? One, two, and three. Different, Are we talking about different species? Different species. Are we talking okay. who gets closest? Yes, is this, this like, is a who gets closest round. All uh, right. I mean, go ahead and guess, sir. Let me see. I'll guess first on the next one. I'm so between one, two, and three, and and counting them only as one if they appear in multiple movies, right? Yes. I'm gonna say thirty-eight. All right, Jared. I'll go thirty-nine. I thought Eric was impressive, but then you got it dead on. 39. He only got it an, a right on he because he was trying to price his right me. That yeah. was impressive. I Like when you said 38, I was impressed. I was going to say it's somewhere around like 12 a movie or something, give or take. All right. Question two. So Jared. I won that, but Jared got the point. No, Jared got saying. the point. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'll guess that's first what's on this one. All right. This, no, this one is just whoever buzzes in first. Oh. Buzz in by say. Then I'll guess first on number yeah, three. You can be just, guess, just guess. If that's how you buzz in, all right? Fair enough. All right. This one comes from Jurassic Park 3. Okay. William H. Macy. <laughs> There's an actor in the movie mm. played by Michael Jeter. Mm-hmm. What other movie has he been played in that was also a Stephen King book? Wow. Uh, too many Stephen King books, man. Wow. Um, Do you want me to tell you the character in this movie who he is? I think I know the character yeah. you're talking Mr. about. Mr. Udesky. Yeah. He's the the funny looking man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the one that's used as bait. Oh yeah. Um he's in Shawshank. There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, that's wrong. Green Mile. There uh, you go. Uh, so he got it wrong. I would like to answer Green Mile. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to divide that point, so I'm going to give No, it that's to, a point for I'm going to give it to Eric, so yeah. there's a tiebreaker. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I see I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Stakes going into I got the last that point. question. I got that point uh, as rightfully as Jared got his last point. <laughs> Ed, he was the guy with the um, the mouse or the whatever mouse, it was. The mouse, yeah. Uh, and... What was that mile? I've name? actually not seen The Green Mile. Oh, really? So, yeah. The Green Mile is a good film. It is. It's a long film, but it's well worth it. It So I knew who the character you were talking about, but I was trying to place like not like I actually know when you said that. I know that he's in that movie mm. as soon as you said that, but I yeah, I haven't seen it. So I, I like The Green Mile. All right. Question 3, and if either of one of you get this, I'm going to be very impressed. All right. All right. Uh, are we buzzing or what Um you can buzz, but honestly, if either one of you get this, you just yell it out. Okay. All right. Weird Al Yankovic wrote a parody called Jurassic Park that won an award for its video. What was the song that he was parodying? Parodying? Parodying. Nope. I don't well, I don't know the, the Weird Al song, so. Oh, you never heard it? I know a lot of his songs because he wrote a couple Star Wars songs, can, but outside of that, I don't so know. Can you it do was this? right after well, he wrote Yoda. Well, hold on. Hold on. So can you, because I'm imagining you have it here. I, I can. Can you that. read a little bit, just in as non-musically inclined way as you can, so that not to not hint, can you read a little bit of the lyrics? 
So like, don't try and do it to the beat of whatever song he's parodying is the point that I'm making. Okay. Just read us I, some I, lyrics I and see if we can, can figure out what song. We've been spending is this is a song. Lives living in a Jurassic Park paradise. <laughs> yeah. uh, is this a song that we'd even know? Like Jared and I would. Uh, I I knew it. Was well, it considered man. hip? I've if been it to, was. I won't hold know on. It. I've been to trivia with you. And just say that Dave knows the song means that Jared or I should know the song. Oh, like the song that he's parodying? Yes. Yes, I have heard it before. Would we, I'm saying. I don't know. Well, why would you pitch Jared, I thought Just would. read the lyrics. Let's, uh, let's here, I'll play, I can play it for you. Well, no, because, well, if you play it. Distance. Oh, there's a commercial. Never mind. Well, b- plus, I mean, you know, we got to pay Mr. Weird no Al. Episode All right. 200. Dave. No, no. All right. It was called MacArthur Park. Let's move on. MacArthur Park? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even have anything to do with Jurassic Park. Uh, well, but it's called MacArthur Park. What's MacArthur? I don't. That's the original song that they. That's the original that's a, song. That's the yeah. original song. So the, uh, the original he, song was MacArthur Park, and, and the then he did Jurassic was Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I remember how the song goes. It goes like Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the animals are running wild. Never heard that? No. Oh. No. Look it up sometime. I like Yoda and I like um uh, his best song is the American Pie one. Don't uh, go set also don't one. go uh making phony calls. That's a, that's <laughs> don't a good be one. making phony calls. I that's the that the one. the TLC waterfalls. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh with that, I think we should uh get into the movie of the week, which was Eric's pick. Which is Jurassic Park 3. Aye, aye, aye. The move. <laughs> I don't know what in the world that was, uh, uh, Eric. Uh, so Eric picked uh, Jurassic Park 3 this week. Uh, it is currently holding a 49% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was made in 2001. Yeah, 2001. Uh, and it was made. I actually, my memory was that this movie did not do all that well. I remembered it being underperforming, but here's the numbers. It was made on a budget of $93 million. It still pulled in $370 million. I did not remember it being that big of a hit. Uh, that's pretty good. I mean, it's the worst Jurassic Park that's yeah. come out, but you're right. I mean, it's still... That's that's good money. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go around and give our star ratings. Now, uh, before I give my rating, let me preface this. The f- I've only seen this now two times. The first time I saw it in the theater, I thought it was abysmal and I hated it. Uh, this time, I have been uh, seeing the light. Uh, I think this is a very fun film. I'm at four stars on this one. Uh, I have also increased the score of this movie uh, above the previous movie, meaning that I like this better than The Lost World. Mm-hmm. But it's, I got to go three, three and a half, I think, on this one for me. Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric there and say three and a half. It definitely was more enjoyable than I remembered. Yeah. Uh, so here, So that means all three of us thought that this was a better movie than The Lost World. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, and I hate to say this because my score is right in line with my re- score on one. One is obviously a better film. I just didn't I you despise. Give, did, I, I know gave I it did. four stars. Oh, I okay, despise yeah. that, uh, that that scene, scene with yeah. the T-Rex thing. I think I gave the first one four and a half, I believe. Yeah. I don't um, think any of us. If I can five. jump straight into what I like and what I think sure, is better with this movie than the last one. 
um, there was two things I enjoyed, and one was they got to the island right away. Oh yeah, showed those, he, they showed those dinosaurs real quick. Yeah, I mean they wasted no time to get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, they put together a story, got you to it. Uh, the second thing was there wasn't as many characters, and I liked these characters a lot more than yeah. what I did in the second movie. The whole angle with the William H Macy character, uh, Marissa Tomei, which by the way, Marissa I, Tomei. What's it, who is it? Le- <laughs> Taya Leone. Taya Leone. Which, by the way, funny enough, she is doing her best to look like Sharon Stone. It's like, was she movie. trying to find two Utes in this? Uh- Utes. <laughs> Marissa Tomei played the big fin dinosaur. Oh gosh! Okay. I I think that wait that was voiced by a satellite phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my memory is that I thought that was Sharon Stone when I saw this movie. Really? She looks like. Wait, so wait, you watched it this clo- time? No, like when like I saw it in the theater, I was like, so oh, they got remember- Sharon Stone for this movie. Because I remember last week I said, because you mentioned William H. Macy, and I was like, Taylor Leone, and you're like, huh? Yeah. Like, so you thought that Sharon Stone was in, in this movie? I did. Because hmm. uh, that's what she looked like. Did to you me. like Taylor Leone in this? Uh, I think her, she is fine. I think the son is actually a pretty good character, too, with the exception of he overreacts. A couple of different times, but it it's not that big. As a matter of fact, this is the kind of movie where when children actors overreact, I'm just like, it's not that big of a deal. I, I can tell you, I, I immediately softened on this movie right from the get-go with uh, the title sequence of the movie where it says Jurassic Park, and then the scratches come down the screen, and then the camera flies in through the scratches. I was like... I think I know what happened. The first time I saw this movie, I was going to see Jurassic Park 3. Uh, 1 and 2 were directed by Steven Spielberg. And even though there's some silly, goofy stuff in those movies, those are not sci-fi channel-like movies. I, I think what Joe Johnson, which, by the way, do you guys know who Joe Johnson is? I mean, he is Star Wars royalty, so... I I have always followed his career. I don't remember, but yeah, I, mean, um, I know of him. He is integral to the uh, original trilogy. Um, really, really talented dude. Also, the director of the Rocketeer, which is another. I was going to say, one. I was like, it's another one that Jared likes. Oh, by the Tomer way, Sky too, if I remember right. So we we can't let that glaze over real quick. Like, what you don't understand is the amount of love that Jared has for the Rocketeer. Oh yeah, like. I loved the Rocketeer growing up, and I thought I was like leading the charge of Rocketeer fandom at the time. Mm-hmm. Jared was on another; he he had rocketed to oh, another I, level. I think the Rocketeer is one of the finest films ever made. I actually never knew this about you. I have watched that movie at least thirty times. Oh, Jared uh, yeah, used I to know that they, line. He I never brings it up anymore. Yeah. Jared doesn't bring up the Rocketeer anymore. Well, there's just, he doesn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, at, at, at a period in. I was going to say our friendship, but in a period of my friendship with Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Very good side inside joke right yes. there. That's good. Uh, and, and there was a time where Jared talked about the Rocketeer oh, all yeah. the time. I, I'm ups- I, I know every corner of that movie. I, I think that is one of the most underrated films of all time. So, well, let me ask you a question then, because obviously. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow also. Um, as you've you know, matured as a film buff, you you start to see certain things and connect certain things. Mm. But at the time when you saw Jurassic Park 3, so I did you ex- know who this person was? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, so... Was. Okay, so you weren't, like, excited for that because of this? Uh, I I think that didn't bring goodwill. were high because I was like, Star Wars royalty is doing a Jurassic Park. This is awesome. 
Um, th- this is the thing. This movie came out in 2001. Uh, I know how old I was in 2001. I know who I was at the time. I really reacted unfavorable to the comedic, monstery, sci-fi channel-ish uh, tone that this movie set, and I never allowed the movie to the the sense of fun that this movie has. I've always thought you were hard on this movie. That's why I stood by it. Um, you know, it's easy yep. sometimes. Should have. I, I did not judge this movie correctly when I, I first saw it. It's just like I've seen this movie so many more times in the Lost World, and I don't. I, it could be opportunity. It could be that this movie just hit cable more times when I was bored and flipping through. But to me, you know, the the Lost World also, I'm sure, was on many times that I flipped through. Whereas Jurassic Park three, I went, yeah, sure, and the Lost World, I went, and eh, no, I'm good. Like, there's just something. As much as I like a, a certain things about the Lost World, mm. I just don't have any urge or desire to watch it. I may not have ever watched it again if not for this podcast. Um, but yeah, this one. Even even though there are things that you can say, and we'll get to it later about um, trying, you know, copying off of certain themes and, and stuff from the first movie. Hmm. There's just so much more of the first movie in this movie than there ever was in Lost World. Yeah, the music's bad. Yeah, but I'm not. That's not the ruining ending it for of me. the music um, in this movie is. Imba- it's maybe it's just because I'm hyper aware because he's taken over the mantle from the master. Uh, I don't. I looked up the dude's name. Uh, I. I don't I didn't know who he was before, uh, but uh, he did a horrible job. Either that or this movie had some real post-production problems because it's not the music itself. It is how it's edited into the film is so jarring and weird at times. Um, all right. So let's get into some things that we do like. Uh, Dave, you already started us off. You said about the how they immediately get you to the island. I agree with you there. I think. The Lost World takes like 45 minutes or yeah, something like that. The Lost World took to get a there. lot longer. And not only that, when I compare the two, the Lost World, there is, if I can be honest, there's not a lot of fun in that movie. No, there's not. Um, there, it kind of starts pulling at some at the end, but it's just not. I I was looking at my DVD collection. I own Jurassic Park 1 and I own Jurassic Park 3. And now I remember why. Because. Yeah. The third one is actually a fun movie, and it keeps going. It's very low, very low um, slow time. Yeah, and it is in a different genre, though. It is. This is a monster movie. The Jurassic Park movies are not creature features type of thing. This movie, I mean, as soon as... Again, like not only did the title sequence make me think, I think this movie is much different than what I remember it being. But when you get uh, Alan Grant to the island and there's that scene when the T-Rex and whatever the other name of that other dinosaur. Uh, Spinosaurus, Jerry. Oh, fair enough. Uh, start Spi- fighting. Spinosaurus like, Egypticus. Okay. I will take Eric's word for that. Uh, when they start fighting, I was like, I I, I get this movie. This is This is a... A monster sci-fi channel kids movie like let's just go have fun kind of thing um i had a blast with it kills the hero the t-rex yeah yeah and you don't see the t-rex again not just the makes me movie. wonder how many how many tyrannosaurus rexes were running around these islands like well this was the uh this was the other island so this is the island from well, the lost site world B, right? yeah but yes. but still like i mean 
Spoiler, maybe there's still Tyrannosaurus Rex. Maybe that T-Rex was the baby from the Lost World. Maybe he was just playing dead. That's how smart the T-Rex was. I like that idea. I like that idea. By the time Jurassic World rolls around, they've cloned another one. I like it too. I I need to go back. I've only seen that movie the one time, and I'd still like to go see this uh, second one. I should Um, definitely give it a shot because I I may be being as harsh on it as you were on this one, but... that, the argument so. that I'm making for Jurassic Park 3 is the exact argument I made on the podcast for the law, the Jurassic World I don't, one. But the, the, uh, we already said we I'll go back and listen to that episode. I probably spoilers. won't go back and watch the movie. I don't know. I, I, I make the same argument that that movie is just trying to uh, there's, That one's got a lot of problems. Too seriously. Yeah. Um, Dave, what was the other comment that you said right in the beginning that you liked about the movie? Uh, they get to the island and then also the characters. Um, yeah, you like the characters. I, I really like here, William Let me H. say the ones I like. Like Dr. Alan Grant, of course. I thought was great. I think he's great. And he's also... The transition from his character from one into this movie shouldn't work as well as it does um with a couple of exceptions like when they run away from the t-rex in the beginning and he's like who i was like uh they have him yell in fear in this one when the when the two are fighting he gets trapped underneath the log and there's a scene where they step on the log and it's a scene where he puts his hands up and he goes he's like ah like it's such a non-dr grant moment but it should be there because guess what i don't care who you are I don't care how prepared you are in yeah. any weird moment. That happens. You're not going to be having a great time. Yeah. So I'm okay with it, but it's weird because it's like I almost don't want to see Dr. Grant be afraid, like really afraid. It's yeah. okay to have him have the fear because he has fear in a lot of things that he makes rational choices because of the fear where he's making smart choices where other people are making dumb choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very Dr. Grant thing, but just literally flat out. Him yelling in fear is like not a good look on Doctor Grant, but yeah. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, the, he he's obviously the the standout, but I like all the characters. The, there's something about the William H Macy character. I really like it. Really, yeah, I, don't I know. do too. I, I'm a little maybe bit, I just like William H Macy. I do like William H Macy, but was this around the time of the Psycho remake? I mean, I didn't I watch the Psycho. Remake. I think it is because. Why didn't you hold that against uh, Vince Vaughn in the uh, in the? In the I actually so here's the thing. I may hate the Psycho remake, but I think Vince Vaughn is very good in that movie. I think William H Macy gives one of the worst performances in the history of cinema in the Psycho remake. Uh, he he plays a character named Arbogast that is I can't just be, horrible. I, I hate that I'm on a movie podcast and I have to constantly say stuff like this, but I've never You've seen never Psycho. seen Psycho. I've never my seen goodness, Psycho. Eric. I've never the seen Psycho or the remake either. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've at least seen the original. I've never seen Psycho and I've never seen Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane's great, man. Citizen Kane's great, but I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. It's not the best Orson Welles film. Uh, back in 1958 or 56, I, I forget which one. He made a film called Touch of Evil. Yeah, that is that the one is, they do the documentary about and finished. I no, I don't know. There's a there's an Orson Welles one. I where know that. Yeah, you're is it not I don't Touch think of Evil? That's Touch okay. of Evil. I, if it, it was, I'm I, not I exactly would've... an expert on Orson Welles. I know some <laughs> Orson Welles, you know, uh, specific uh, points of He's interest. An interesting guy. Yeah, like I know some <laughs> talking points, but I'm not like well, super well versed in Orson Welles. Uh, touch of Evil, man. If it, I know Netflix doesn't put on a lot of old films. As a matter of fact, I I look every once in a while for Hitchcock. There's almost never anything there. Uh, but man, Touch of Evil, 
You might have to get HBO film. Max. They have a lot of old films on oh, there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Will they put Up it to- on Roku or uh, Amazon? <laughs> Are we having that argument again? I, I know I can... Uh, I have the ability to sideload it on my Amazon. I just haven't gone through the trouble of doing it. Uh, all right. So instead of talking about uh, that stuff, let's talk more about Jurassic Park 3. Uh, anything else that you wanted to highlight as far as liking, Dave? Um, no, I'll let you guys go, but I'll definitely be jumping in more. All right. Eric, for you, sir, things that you liked. Um, I So I don't know if I ever noticed this before, and I'm trying to think back through real quick through the movie, and I, I think this holds up. I like that this movie doesn't have a villain. This movie hmm. has an antagonist in the sense of someone doing something stupid that we know is in the background there. Yeah. That that point where Billy grabs the eggs, and even though you don't see him grab the eggs, I think I hopefully I was so shocked when they showed yeah. the bag and hopefully the eggs were in there. Everybody <laughs> understands that he has the eggs. Yeah. So it's like I kind of like that there is someone that's causing problems, but they're not a bad guy. Well, even William H. Macy's character, you could you could kind of be like, it, he's sort of also. Yeah, but he's so nice of a guy that it's like hard to hold it against him. And you know that he's looking for his kid. Oh, shucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so like he has legitimate reasons to do what he does, even though it's an, uh, you know, an awful thing. Like whenever he tells him, he's like, well, you said to get the expert. And he's like, I didn't tell you to kidnap somebody. Um, I love to when they have that scene of he's like, are you really a mercenary? And he's like, no, I mean, I'm just kind of like the broker, <laughs> but uh, that guy was like off. So like I just, you know, I, I came or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, uh, and you're not really uh, rich, huh? And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, you never really know people. Huh? And they're like, yeah, like <laughs> they're like completely okay with it. Like, yeah. I, I think that's funny. Yeah, um, I love that stuff. Too. Uh, also, whenever they realize when, because when he sees him trying to put on his pack and he can't, uh, William H. Macy can't do it. And he's like, so when you uh, climbed uh, K2, um, you know, like he's asking these questions and they realize that it's all, uh, you know, baloney. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. So like, so I guess that means that check isn't it. He's like, no, but I'll make it right. I'll pay you guys. He's like, uh, if you guys <laughs> ever need any repairs on like when, yeah. when he's like offering him flooring or whatever. I it guess was you guys are kind of turning me around. I don't, I'm wondering if it's just holdover from my first viewing of the film. Cause I've always, I, I think William H. Macy's, Macy's one of character. the best parts about this film. Yeah. I, I, honestly. I judge him harshly as a father. I think he's the second best character to uh, Dr. Grant. You know, I really like the young uh, kid that is with Alan Grant. Uh, uh, why can't up? you remember his name? You I podcast with someone with the same name. Is it, is <laughs> he still Eric? doesn't it, know. It, it is Eric. It's, it's Eric. Eric. Yes. Right, fair enough. You just have an aversion to that name. I just disregard. You're like names. you like that guy. You but you're like I can't like an Eric. So it I must it must I, not be Eric. I like that character. I not, not that, but like uh, he goes through some interesting transitions. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Uh, I read it when I was watching this movie that I think they were setting him up as a passing of the torch. He should have been in Jurassic Park four if they ever made it. Uh, that ended up not happening for whatever reason, but. Uh, this movie seems to me to be sprinkled throughout with should-be setups for a sequel. Um, I mean, the the Pteranodons flying away at the end. That, uh, did they ever explain what in the world... They, they give you the idea that InGen was doing some weird genetic experiments, like the eye color and stuff like that. Well, if the color of the dinosaurs, I don't know if that was a bad CGI choice or if it was like they the genetics were going wrong. I think because, that's what they were doing. Because, yeah, they, the 
Velociraptors, some of them had like spikes, spikes and yeah. So, so my take on that, which yes, you're probably actually right. It's probably that they were playing God too much, and that this because Doctor Grant makes the the very undoctor grant like statement in the beginning when he's speaking in front of the school whereas again when you look at the first movie dr grant was we're learning everything we can and then jurassic park was a moment even though he didn't want to be there to learn real world how does it really work with dinosaurs yeah but after his experience his kind of takeaway that we're told he he kind of has is that's not real world dinosaur like Mm. that is something else the real scientists are the ones who are in the dirt. Um, but yet it's weird because they make that theme for him in this movie, but they never shy away from him um, doing stuff against that. Like with the, the, the voice box that he's using, like the kind of thing that he's using the call. Yeah. Like there's always this thing of like, they, they confirm certain, they, they have, su- they have suspicions from real paleontology and then they confirm them with real dinosaurs. And that's always been, and it still continues to be a Dr. Grant thing that they love to go to and a card that they love to play. But yet they have that weird scene where he's like super anti against it in the in the opening scene. And I like that one does feel a little off to me, but sure. unless that's supposed to be his character arc for this one or something, I don't know. But um yeah, it it is I, I do I do love all that stuff though. Yeah. Um I will say this. Uh, is it Ellie? Yeah, Ellie. Ellie. Ellie's husband is the most understanding husband I have ever met. That this guy wife. came around. Yeah, the man. dinosaur man. I can just imagine my uh, my wife's ex husband coming over and me being like, "Here, I'll just go put the boy to, to sleep. You guys just sit here and talk." He just had like, some bones. You want to show me? <laughs> what the heck, man? What's going on with that? Well, I actually. If you really they like, weren't watch, ma- they they never say they're married. Yeah, in the first movie, they never say they're married. They never even really say they're dating. Except well, he does say that Malcolm. one consequence. Well, no, when he's, he's the, like, no, he's like, he "Are you taken- two? And he's like, "Oh, oh I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah. but he kind of maybe just said it without Ellie ever even knowing. You can say what you want about the rest of that scene. Did I she, love I love the beginning like, of that sorry, scene though. I'm just saying I love the beginning of that scene mm-hmm. where we're 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 we've we've been a whole movie where we didn't get Doctor Grant and Ellie. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, now we get to peek back into their lives. And look, they have kids and they're yeah. playing with the kids. And she scolded him on, maybe you should wait till he's five before you start pumping all this stuff onto him and everything. And then immediately we're like, oh, it's not his kid. It's not. She turns around and kisses another guy. And we're yeah. like, oh, they did. They grew apart. Like, yeah. But they're still friends. So mm. it works out. You know? Makes me sad. Though I think one of the re- reasons I like the Eric character is because. Obviously, that is a father-son bond that he has forged with that kid. Um, and I really did like that that element, uh, the the progression of Alan Grant's character. I, I don't feel... I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't feel like they really spent a lot of time setting up a father-son style relationship because there's always the element of William H. Macy. So, So the thing is, is like... In a situation like that, you lean towards well, you, uh, towards Dr. Grant as the go-to. Um, but then we have scenes where the 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 bumbling idiot that is Mr. Klutz and, and probably not very good at anything 
um, guy does heroic things that um, his son watches and like fears for his father's life. So like when he gets up on the the crane to save everybody and mm-hmm. like like I think that's a really good moment because it's like his son gets to see him be a man and be a hero yeah. in a moment where it's like he never really thinks of him probably like that. So like I I, I feel like it's not really trying to set up Doctor Grant. As I will say figure. this, though. At least they didn't backtrack with Dr. Grant, where back in the first movie, he didn't like kids, and he meets Lex and uh, Tim. Tim. Tim, yeah. And then, you know, he grows to like him. So, yeah. When they, he meets this kid, he just likes, he, him, he right likes him right away. He yeah. doesn't, you know. Well, because he's not he, he's a whiny impressed, little, uh, right? you know. He's impressed person. that he survived as long as he did and everything. Yeah, he's like. He's like a superhero. He's like, he's got a cape and he's got a mask and he's throwing smoke bombs at velociraptors. Like, mm-hmm. That kid's, I mean, he collected Tyrannosaurus urine, like. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> uh, it was weird that they never used that. My memory yeah. is that they did. So I, my head of, I had a memory that away, they used it, that. Yeah, you think if they made a point of pointing it out that they would have had is it Is there like a deleted scene or something? Like, I don't know. So here, uh, you know what? That's an interesting question because I was wondering uh, uh, something about that. This is by far the shortest Jurassic Park. This movie's oh, yeah. only about an hour and a half long. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I, I talked earlier about how this some might have been a left. heavily edited film. Yeah, some stuff left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, it's very possible that the music, it's not actually the composer's fault and stuff like that. I, I, it just seems strange to me how short this movie is. There was one time where uh, Dress, uh, Lost World was on television. And they were playing an extended cut. Mm-hmm. And there was like an extra 10 or 15 minutes uh, uh with John Hammond talking to his brother that was so boring and I'm like no wonder this got cut out of the movie but if as if can I see that scene no <laughs> it, I'm sure it's somewhere but as oh, if I, Lost anytime World, I can see that character talking I would have loved to have seen yeah. it yeah except for when it was forced like in the video little thing that's at the end of Lost World where it's like a recording of him talking about animals oh yeah yeah it's yeah. not a good scene uh, darn it! There was something I was going to say. So that I, liked. I will say too. Just speaking of like you know playing off of because this movie has a lot of similarities in theme to the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even what you talked about like on the last podcast of how the second movie should end when they're flying away in the helicopter, but then has an entire another act, mm-hmm. and then you know like how it should end like the first one ends. It's the same kind of beat. This one ends on that same kind of beat, the riding away in the helicopter. It starts on the It's also with one of the characters seeing the resolution to the storyline of he gets to look at his mom and dad and go, I think this is going to work out. Just like when she wakes up in the helicopter in the first one and sees that he's okay with the kids being with him. Yeah, and um, even the, like the similarity to the other ones with the way that it opens, like you know the way the first one opens, I believe is what the the them moving the Velociraptor, mm-hmm. so it's an attack on the island uh, right away, right? Mm-hmm. The second one is the kid um go walking away and getting attacked on the island, and then the third one is a kid who is not a throwaway one, whereas every other person that's got attacked has been a throwaway. So, so when you watch that first scene and you see this person go off and, and the boat um, come out of the, the, the mist and they're dead and he has to unhook the, the thing. Um, by the way, the guy doing that, did you recognize him? I never knew who that guy was, but he the shows guy. up in so much. Up. So the guy, the, the guy who was the stepdad. Yeah, I recognized him. I didn't know who he was. Um, I'm not as big on actors. As I don't are. think of his name right now, but uh, if you if you remember uh, season one of Castle Rock, mm-hmm. 
the ones who buy the hotel and like set it up as like a murder hotel, like as like yeah. a tourist attraction. Yeah. That's that guy. Gotcha. He's in a lot of stuff lately, and that guy's really good. He's a good <laughs> actor. Yep. Um, so I was like happy to see him, even though he's briefly in this. But what I'm saying is when you're watching that scene, you go, okay, this is just like every other Jurassic Park, but it's not because that scene happens, but those characters are not throwaway. That character is someone the character This is actually the prologue instead of just a teaser. Yes, it's the point of the movie. So it, it plays off of the history of it. And there's a lot of things like that where it seems like copying, but it it really kind of goes their own route with it. And I like that. Yeah. Uh one of the only things that's not been talked about that I was gonna highlight as far as liking. I think two of the weakest the weakest some of the weakest elements of the first two, by the way, the the later it gets the harder it's going to be for me to string sentences. I uh, doing talking, as uh, Rose would say. Uh, sorry, <laughs> we're recording a little bit later. We're than recording night. much later than we're, normal. We're, Jared we're would pass. I would be in bed by now. Yeah, I'd uh, say we're past we Jared's here. bedtime. Um, but but hey, oh, yeah. you know what? I mean, not to put it on you, but we're here because this is when you needed to be here. Mm-hmm. So you need to wake up, Jared. I'm trying. I got a Dr Pepper up in the fridge if you need it. Um. Can I look to my side and see a velociraptor sitting next to me on an airplane? What did you think of that? That part is weird, man. <laughs> when, it, when it talks, I to loved him. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think again, it, it, it's one of those moments where again, I was still not quite sure I was wrong. Moments like that where I'm like, I was wrong. This movie is pretty good. So as dumb as that can be, what makes that great because it's silly, obviously, is it's not just throwaway. The, the velociraptor talking to him is not just throwaway. Of course. We're coming off yep. of a scene where he's realizing that their theory that velociraptors actually truly communicate and have a language. Right. And that, like he says, you know. Could have been the dominant species. Could have been the dominant species. Because uh, it doesn't mean he's not. When he says that, he doesn't mean that they would have been smarter than humans. What he means is they would have been smart enough and been way more capable of uh, eradicating us Mm -hmm. that if we were to exist at the same time, they would have won. Um, But I'm just saying the idea that his, that Dr. Grant is still pondering what that means and the consequences of uh, Velociraptors being able to communicate. And then his, his moment of fear, his nightmare is a Velociraptor sitting next to him, like a human. On talking a plane. To him. <laughs> I, I love it. That part is so like weird and crazy. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right. Two things. Um, I think it is really funny. And also I think it's quite risky but it pays off. Uh, the fact that uh, in the finale of the movie, when our main characters are on the boat and everything's going wrong, to put that moment with the the little boy watching the Barney, Barney the purple dinosaur on the television, yeah. I, it's just really clever. I yeah. think it's it's funny. He gets distracted. Uh, and again, it. I, it's the type of thing that I'm like, listen, if if somebody, if I was an advisor on that movie, I'd be like. You, you got to pull this part out. You can't do that. But then I watch the movie and I go, no, for some reason that works in this movie. I remember seeing in theaters and people were actually cracking up at that part. Do you remember being frustrated the first time Dave, you saw it? I was, I I was beyond frustrated. Did you finish it, this movie? I did. Okay. I remember the whole movie. I I I didn't leave. It wasn't one of those. Uh, it wasn't yeah. like Panic Room where I was like, I'm out of here. You didn't. You didn't do what you did in. Uh, was it at Resident Evil Two? Uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't try. You didn't pull a Jerry Maguire in the theater. Jared 
stood up in the theater and verbally asked the audience (laughs) look at his face right now he's so cringing he verbally asked the audience to leave some of his own friends left but uh me and some of our uh, come with me i stayed oh i stayed with you i was there by the way jared gave up on that movie so early that movie went exponentially worse what was that one called resident evil uh well I mean Nemesis was the bad guy in there but I think it was was it it's just a sec it wasn't it just the second just Resident Evil it's called two. two two whatever it was Ooh. whatever the tag or whatever it on it's just the second Resident Evil movie maybe I should go back maybe I mean heck man maybe you I'm left wrong early it. into that no film. it's yeah. terrible but yeah, it is an but enjoyable terrible I but anyway, it, it, anyway. those just like with Jurassic Park three I think that was around the time that I could not sit down and watch a movie. That had low expectations and and enjoy it. Look, I know we drift off sometimes, but I feel like since it's later, we are like all going off on t- all over the place. I'm like, I just wanted to make sure I put in there to let everyone know that Jared was such a jerk that he stood up in the yeah, theater and that. tried to get people, people paid to go their money and to watch. By the way, and I was sabotaging. I did. Yeah, I, I have always felt bad. No one that. got up no. <laughs> except for our own group. Yeah, who's coming with me? Yeah. All right. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, as far as the uh, bullcrap reason to get our main character to the island, this is the best of all the movies. Uh, it's still so silly if you really think about it. Why in what, the world? To get there? them to the, the yeah. No, the, the first, first one's movie, the no. best. Yeah, to what open their amusement about? park, they need a dinosaur specialist. To oh sign no, you're off saying of, no. What you're saying is the reason to try to get the. I thought you were saying the reason for these people to actually agree to come. The first one's the best for that part by yeah, far. Yeah, no, no, not their agreement, but the reason. No, that yeah, they the, need the to be reason there. that someone would try to grab these people yeah. to come. Yes, that's. Uh, it's even worse than the second one, as far as I'm concerned. And then, but this one, it's like it all makes. It's like I, I. I was so sold on when the uh, is it the William H Macy character who's even confused if there's two islands and all that. I was like, oh, this is so funny. No, it's man. the uh, it's the uh, Jeter character. Yeah, so it's it's uh whatever the guy I can't think of his the guy actual, from the Green Mile. I mean yeah. uh, the guy whatever his character's name is, but yeah, the one that's used as bait when he's like because because the thing that's funny about that is that guy that character role. In each other movie, especially the second movie, is the guy that is the super confident, like the guy that you, maybe he'll die in the film, mm. but has it down. He's the Pete Postlewaite character from the second one where you think, mm. okay, he's the one that's going to, again, what, what your expectation is, is they hired these experts, yep. they're in over their head, but they've got these guys. Now, a couple of the guys got killed in the in the beginning of the movie, but you still have one left and it's going to be this thing of, oh yeah, this guy knows what he's doing, but then immediately he lets you know that like, he has no idea. He's like, wait, there's two. Like, we didn't even do research. <laughs> two islands? Like, I think it was that guy. Either way, it was one of their crew. So I'm just saying, it's this thing of you think that they, it's just like every other movie where you've got these side guys that are these like mercenary types. Mm. And it's like, no, they're just idiots. <laughs> yeah. I uh, it. It's great stuff. And the, the, the reason that Alan Grant is on the island, the logic to it is meets up to me i there's not a there's not a part of me that has to go i guess i'll just accept it for the movie to continue kind of thing well, like also with the other two you, you unlike the other ones this isn't him agreeing to go back to the island this is him agreeing for a large sum of money and we assume from pressure from billy and scenes that we didn't see um the ability to uh you know do further the thing that he loves which is the research 
for just flying over, just passing by. It, he, he, you could see him going, okay, for the right amount of money, I can wrap my head around doing this thing that I said I would never do because we're not actually going back to the island. Right. And even when like they fly over and he's pointing out dinosaurs, you can tell he's actually enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy seeing them again. Yeah. He doesn't want to no be there. Paying attention to well, him. That's the thing is he doesn't want to be there, but he's at his best when he's there. Yeah. Like he, he is the best version of himself when he's there, but he's he doesn't want to be there. All there is to it. All right, guys, let's transition. Go ahead. I didn't. I, we never actually went to around for the things Very we sorry, like. Sorry. I have something that I want to specifically mention. Let's do it. Um, so, well, two things because uh, one one is not one I think is as big a deal, but I really do like the sequence. I really like the sequence with the Pteranodons when they realize that that those are the ones, the flying ones, the pterodactyl like at things. the end. Yeah, they're not pterodactyls; they're Pteranodons. That whole. Uh yeah, that sequence. So the cool. bird-like ones, right? Yeah. It's also a very good um, set piece of the movie. When they realize that they're in a giant uh, bird cage, mm-hmm. like what, atrium or whatever, um, I, when they realize that I love that scene. And that's the scene that I remember. I forgot that there was a Spinosaurus. I thought it was just, in my, in my mind, it was another Tyrannosaurus Rex. Is that right? a real name? Yes. They didn't even try. I'll just say this. Without going too deep into it, because again, I'm I'm sure I've messed up lots of things in the past couple movies. I used to know a lot more about <laughs> dinosaurs and paleontology and everything when I was a little nerd. Uh, I do not follow or keep up with it, and I'm sure I've mispronounced things, whatever. So if you're out there and you're angry and shaking your fist at your speaker, sorry. But um, I, uh, yes, the Spinosaurus is a real one, but so just like, just Come like, on. No, hold on. What, they, they just said spine and then tactosaurus on. Well, that's yeah. I mean that is a lot of uh, scientific names, uh, <laughs> but but anyway, um, what I'm saying is the idea that just like all these other dinosaurs and everything like that, that they found a mosquito that had this dinosaur's DNA. Mm-hmm. I think there was only I don't know if it's been since. I think there was only ever two skeletons period found of a spinosaurus, and they were both different, so they were like not even the same kind. So like the the dinosaur that's in this movie has only ever found one complete skeleton, I think. So it's just, I'm just saying the idea that they cuz they they picked this dinosaur literally You're not going to get me talking about dinosaur science right? but but anyway i'm but my point is it's so rare on it so. so they picked this dinosaur literally because they're like look how cool it is let's just throw it in the movie not that like you know there's any kind of realistic thing that they would actually find it yeah but um that that dinosaur has probably my favorite part about the the film which is the uh the way that they add in something to add a level of fear so we talk about how the, it's inconsistent it is in the other movies. The way they do this in the other movies is with a T-Rex and with puddles of water. And it's to know that something dangerous is coming before it gets there. Right. The idea that that thing swallowed the satellite phone. Now, I get that it's ridiculous that they can actually hear the satellite phone because you're not going to really hear it. It's fine. But the idea that it's there, I love it. And it plays off of the uh, Peter Pan, like, you know, the, the Captain Hook and the crocodile. Um, it's very Spielberg. It's it's literally the the uh, barrels attached to, uh, you know, yeah. uh, the, the shark. It's just like, I love that concept. It's dark. I, I, yeah. I like that of concept, Of how it got too. there even yeah. in the... Yeah. And then 
that scene where they know that they're in danger and they hear it and then it, it it's a throwback scene to another Jurassic Park mm-hmm. scene which is the digging through the uh the pile of feces to but at least it has a I mean there's a point in the first one too but there is a point for them to dig through mm-hmm. um did you like when the the other dinosaur which I'm not I'm not exactly sure which that one was but whatever that uh Part's carnivore funny. comes up and he just kind of like <laughs> it goes away it's a pulp fiction reference right there <laughs> yeah i love it i'm just saying uh, i love the idea that they gave something that wasn't the same thing it wasn't puddles of water to let you know that danger is coming with the giant reptile yeah uh to, maybe you guys will have noticed something i didn't but to me there really is no huge logic gaps in this one like we had with both uh two and one um is there something that you remember only one like thing and if you guys agree with me so they got there eight weeks after if i remember that's what they said eight weeks after they crashed on the island i know what you're gonna say dave but the body yeah no he's been he's been eaten He's been pecked he out. looks mummified though. Mm, I think I know what you're going to say. You're like, there's no way that that happened to his body in that amount of time, right? But I think it's like things like those little little ones that you know they hide from okay. and we see in the other I ones. I think it's little creatures pecking like, at him, like he's been there for no, years. No, I think it's his body has been eaten little pieces by little pieces. That was my interpretation too. Okay. I also wasn't going to give it too much thought because i was yeah. having a fun time oh i moved point. on yeah. after that but all right guys let's get into some things that we don't like about the film um eric why don't you uh, go first on this i didn't make a list this time mm. <laughs> most of my anger was from the second one um so i mean there was a few things honestly that i i remember there being a couple logic gaps actually popping up I actually don't remember the specifics of what they were. None of them were as big as the two big logic gaps in the first. Like, the logic gap in the first movie, the logic gap in the second movie, the the, the creme de la creme of those two. Nothing nothing on the level for this movie. To me, the, the bigger problem was just more ridiculousness of certain scenes. Yeah. Like, the way that that Spinosaurus attacks that... Um, then while they're in the the, the, the the plane, while it's caught in the tree and then is rolling around... It's a bit much. Say that again. I'm sorry. So the the plane, whenever they crash and they had, there's that whole sequence where it knocks them out of the tree and then it keeps yes. going after them and rolling the little fuselage around and everything. Um, I, yeah, I have a hard time remembering really? that part. I watch this part of this movie in pieces. Cause, cause you, so basically, without going too far into it, what happens is they go to take off. But the dinosaur comes out because they they go, they go running back to the plane. They're like, get in the plane, get in the plane. They take off, but the dinosaur gets in the way and like it kills that one guy on the runway. They fly yes. up, but they don't get enough height and they crash into the tree. So immediately they crash the plane and that's why they're stuck on the island. Okay. But the, the plane is in the trees. I and remember it's stuck that. There, and the dinosaur catches up to them, knocks them out of the tree. Oh, that's right. And then you rolls see it through the, fuselage. the cockpit window yes. and all that. Yeah, that's right. But there's this big long sequence where it keeps attacking that fuselage. It doesn't look good. It that the way that thing is, mm. I don't be- really believe that that dinosaur is going to be doing what it's doing there. It's it's a little too human almost. Um, it's just it's a great as what you call like you know action set piece. Yeah. But I don't think it really works for the. I know I'm talking about a movie with you know, clone dinosaurs, right. clone dinosaurs, but it doesn't add to the, it takes away from the realism to me of there's so many other scenes that are done well and are scary because they feel real. Like, um, I actually liked on this one, the way they handle the velociraptors. Cause I, I liked the velociraptors in the first one. I don't think you can beat that. 
The second one's Velociraptors were weak, terrible. They didn't, I don't know, they were just bad. Yeah, um, I always liked them. No, I think they were terrible in the second one. I thought that was a good part of it. But them. aside from a couple moments in this one, the Velociraptors were handled a lot better. Well, they're moving into like Slapbreg. Very science fiction areas. If yeah. there's a four, you're going to assume that they keep going in that area. But yeah, I, I'm just saying, I, I, I like some of that. Um, I like the concept of the Spinosaurus and it not being just another T Rex again, getting to see those battle. There's a lot of great things about having that dinosaur there. I love the, the, the satellite phone, but a lot of times when the thing is just straight attacking them, it's yeah. some of, to me, it's some of the worst scenes in the movie. Uh, here I got one, but Dave, why don't you go? Well, I was going to kind of break off that. I kind of felt like visually the dinosaurs didn't look as good as they did. In I, the think the, I think I, the Velociraptors did. I think they looked good. I, I'm not the first person to observe this. I might even mention it in the first movie if I remember the first podcast for the Jurassic Park. Um, the, the special effects on the dinosaurs have never looked better than they did in the first movie. Right. Why in the world that movie from 1993, the dinosaurs look better than every sequel after it is beyond me. So you actually brought up something that I don't even know if I ever really thought about. And it makes me feel a little bit better about this movie. I don't like, I I mentioned it in the second one. I don't like how the way they visually make the Velociraptors look. And I don't just mean bad CGI. They look different than the the Velociraptors in the first movie. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that they chose to do that the third one they look quite a bit different they have colorations on them right they have some uh, some spikes that kind of look like feathers genetic mistakes i like that answer not that magetic uh genetic mistakes and uh but also just yeah genetic manipulation by engine what i always kind of interpreted in my mind was that um as as these movies came along they're later and later just research about dinosaurs was changing and the way that, especially, it brought you up mean that they conversation didn't evolve from birds. The, the 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 visual. There was a lot of controversy after the first movie. That is as great as it was for the idea of paleontology. The there was a paleontology boom, and I was one of those. I just didn't pursue it. But I'm saying I I, I had a love of that kind of stuff. I loved it more and researched it more after Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. It did a lot for the science. But then you do stuff where it's not scientific, like. The Dilophosaurus doesn't actually shoot. There's no knowledge or any reason to believe that it shoots venom out of its mouth. That was just a thing in the first book. So Michael Crichton made that up for the book for a cool scene, but they they put that in the first movie. And it's mm-hmm. like, I love that scene, but it's not science. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I there was a lot of pushback after the first movie that... that no, real dice were Exactly. Yes, that it was a bad min- misrepresentation and it did a lot to harm the science of paleontology. Um, so I was wondering in can the Can you show one, me somebody that said that so I can punch their face? <laughs> just punch them in the face. Um, but yeah, so I'm saying with the third one, I always kind of thought that that was them trying to rectify some and make it a little more current to what they believed they looked like or, you know, even though you didn't flat that out put them in feathers. True, but I just feel like they put on, like like I said, spikes. One of the, I like what you're saying, though. One I like of the Velociraptors has a racing stripe, essentially. Yeah, I'm saying I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. This actually right. makes me feel better about it, that yeah. it is a, a, just that there's a bunch of weirdos. It's like it's almost like uh, Gremlins, the new batch, where it's like there's all these different strains. Love me some yeah, Gremlins, I'm, I'm okay with some different strains of Velociraptors. Uh, 
Jared, are you going to be able to drive home? I am so tired, man. You need to crash? I was tired driving over. Like, you yeah. you powered down faster than, like, the, the camera. Oh, that camera. Can we talk about bad stuff? Camera, why why do yeah. they why do they always have to have it where the camera cuts to specific scenes we need yeah, to see? It's already bad. pre-edited. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't remember. Maybe it was there. I don't was he holding a camera in that opening scene? I thought he was. Okay. Yeah, if he, maybe I, he I was. think he was. Okay. Um I had to go back, but I think he was. Even Spielberg um, wouldn't let that kind another of thing that I go. found kind of weird was in the second movie, um is it Julianne Moore? Yeah. She has a from luck, the fugitive man. Yeah, she has a lucky like bag, and then all of a sudden, in third one, in this third one, he also has a lucky bag, mm-hmm. lucky like, strap. Yeah, why do they keep on having lucky bags? It worked. I I don't know. It, like Joe Johnson was like Spielberg said it was okay. I'm putting it in it, my movie. At least this one had a reason. Um, and I'm not. I don't remember what they used the lucky. Bag they used it for something, first. but it like it, yeah, I don't remember. I, but anyway, in this one, it it makes sense of like he wants that bag back and he's trying to get it back, but he's too pushy about it. And Doctor Grant catches on, yeah, because he knows because he knows he wants it back, and he's like, oh, lucky strap, and he's like, no, nah, I got it, and like he just won't let it go. So then it, he knows that something's up. I uh, yeah. Um, what did you think about the the fact that the Raptors at the end? Don't kill them, and some of them run away, and the, the two that are left pick up the eggs. Like, I love it. You're okay I love with the it. fact that they don't attack them? I love it in this movie. The movie sets a tone that that ending is okay by me. If if this had been directed by Steven Spielberg, like if The Lost World had ended with that sequence, I'd been like, what in the world happened there? This movie, it it is... Uh, reference it is foreshadowed uh, from the get-go of the film that that's where this is going this movie is also a lot more silly not just a little this movie is a lot more silly than one and two so when i get to that end i go yeah i'm fine with it i even though i mentioned in the second movie that i like that the t-rexes take their baby and don't attack them but Mm -hmm. then immediately they undo that um I don't like the way that it's done in this film. I get that there's two left and they're not going to attack them. Here's the thing. They could have attacked them and then grabbed the eggs, but they, they, they're not going to bite them because they're using their mouse to carefully grab the eggs, even though they probably want to eviscerate them or whatever at that point. Um, but I just, I still like, I don't think that scene works. And to me, I thought about it and I was like, well, I like the scene, but I don't think it works. So it's like how, what could fix that? To me, the only way to make that scene work is to take Dr. Grant out of the group. So Dr. Grant is separated and then you have Billy and you have the, uh, well, we don't even have Billy at that point, but I mean, Billy would have worked had he been around for this because you kind of need someone. The kid could have maybe fulfilled this role where normally the one who's going to give you the sage advice is Dr. Grant and always tells you the right thing to do. He's the one who does that in that scene, by the way of, you know, like he's like, Hey, they, you know, he, th- he thinks you have the eggs and everything. And like, she's like, give me the eggs. So it's like, he, he's still the one, even though they're not in control, he's still the one in control. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool when you talk about a passing of the torch to have like, uh, to have the kid be the one to give that information. Dr. Grant know what he needs to say, but unable to do it because he, they don't know he's there. So he's off on the sidelines. Like if he was in the tree line I or something. So like to have the kid do that and then 
that makes it make sense whenever he blows that vocalization that they know it's coming from some, from somewhere else to think, oh, there are other Velociraptors that need help. When they blow that thing right in front of them and they know the sound is coming from that little central group of people, yet they're so stupid that they run away anyway, it really undermines the I whole thought, point that Velociraptors are smart. No, I... Th- I- do you know what I'm saying, though? I like, do, but I, that's not know, how I read that scene. He, uh, no, Dave, before I give my opinion, what do you think about what was I kind of think that it's more of a... He kind of has an understanding of the Velociraptors at that point, and I, although he's not, like, communicating with them, like, knowing what he's saying, but it's almost like a... I, I'm... He calls it's for silly. help. He's heard them call for help before. Right. The first one he calls, they don't no, like, I, then he I, changes it to help. They're not confused about where that came from. But they go, no, but why do they run off? They run off because they think there's a velociraptor that needs help. That's the whole point, Jared. Do you get that? No, I didn't That's not that how way. I read it either. Yes, I, that, I, I I'm telling it, you. It, I know it sounds silly, but it was almost like a... Sorry, we took your eggs kind of call. Yeah. No. He says, call for help, and he changes his tone and makes the sound that is the the calling for help whenever the one is locked on the fence. So I know what you mean. As a matter of fact, I can see how you And they get look to that up, point. they look around, they look confused, they start making things and they run. I off. thought that they were confused that a human No, they're they 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 it is a, I literally I guarantee you I would be willing to slap a hundred dollars on the table right now that the point they're trying to make with that is that the the Velociraptors hear it, their own uh, brand their own vocalization of of a call for help and they go run off to go check it out the two that stay behind they need to use their mouths to pick up the the two convenient eggs that are left so they don't kill them even though they could have just killed them first and then grabbed the eggs or rip them open with their giant like a uh, claw that they have there's a lot of ways that they could have still killed them but regardless but i'm saying you just go through this whole big long thing in a three movie arc of telling me how smart velociraptors are and they're even smarter than we ever could imagine and then literally have them run off when the sound comes right from in front of their face it doesn't it seems my point is it just seems to undermine what they were going for and i think it could have been achieved a little bit better um but i absolutely one of the uh, co-writers of this movie was no Alexander Payne. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Of they, uh, you know, the Descendants. Uh, election Sideways about Schmidt. Oh, okay. He did okay. The Descendants, right? The Descendants, yeah. yeah that's a good one. Um, and Jim Taylor, who I don't know who he is, but his also writing credits are Election Sideways about Schmidt. So Great movies. Yeah. Um, I actually looked up those writers because I was going to have you be like, do you think they're that stupid? But then I was like, no, those are smart guys. Uh, here's the thing, man. I, unless we can look those guys up on Twitter and be like, so interesting. I don't know if we're going to get an answer, but I don't know any other way to to. I'm, I'm telling you. Prove it. I'm telling you. Dave, are we telling them? Jared, we're telling them. We're Jared, telling them. Who was right about this movie? Me or you? Mm, fair enough. <laughs> it was a good movie. Um, I don't have anything else as far as not liking uh, Eric or Dave. No. Um, just to kind of wrap it up. Yep. Uh, this movie had nothing new that surprised me or wowed me, but it was an enjoyable movie. Yeah. It Well, to me, it's not. It's aiming low and doing a good job at it. There you is go. kind of what I thought of it. This um, also, which shouldn't happen because it should be almost exclusively contained in the first movie. I don't, I'm not saying it's great. I don't know. I just love the scene. Um, one of my favorite moments that holds up every time I see this film is that scene whenever a character, again, that I'm not super caring about or whatever, but the character of Billy, 
mm-hmm. when he's knows that he's messed up and he's made a mistake and Eric gets taken by the Pteranodon and flown off, mm-hmm. when he has that look and he starts buckling his uh his uh parachute, like his backpack that's holding the parachute, and he goes to move and like Dr. Grant doesn't say anything, but he knows what's about to happen and he tries to get him to stop. That look where he looks back at Dr. Grant of like, I've messed up, but this is how I make it right. Yeah. That look to me sends chills down like my my spine. Yeah. Like that look of you are my hero. I failed you. I failed my hero, my idol. But this is where I make it right. That is why you fail. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that I, I love that scene whenever he does that and like jumps off the the things. So. Good stuff. All right, I say we close the book on Jurassic Park three. Uh, in case you are interested, a very long time ago we did do a podcast on Jurassic World. It was part of our spoiler alert series yep. where we went to see movies that were in the theater. Yeah. Uh, so we have done that movie if you're interested. Hey, on. even I was on that podcast. Yeah, you were. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. My wife was on that podcast too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was on the Force Awakens podcast. If you go to the very end, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, I've listened she, to she it 20 times. notes underneath the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Christy. Um, all right. So, David is going to be your pick for it next is. week. And speaking of my wife, she wanted me to watch a movie. So, I'm going to pick one that I think y'all will enjoy. It's called A Ghost Story. A Ghost Story, the yes. Casey Affleck thing. Yes. All right. I've seen this. Um, so, A Ghost Story will be our movie for next week. Uh, if you do like this podcast and you appreciate the free funny that we try to send your uh, way every week, if you go to your podcatcher of choice and give us a nice review, that would be really awesome. Uh, also, if you do want to reach out to us, you can go to cueituppod uh, at gmail.com. If you look in the podcast description, the exact wording or the exact spelling is right there. Uh, so if you want to do that, reach out to us. That sounds great, too. Uh, with that in mind, uh, Dave's pick is um, Ghost Story for next week. And until then, cue it up. After dark. After dark. <laughs> I hate you all. Mm.